0: Crosby, Malkin, Carlson, Tang. Am I greedy to want one more mega superstar in that mix for the opening game tomorrow night? Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. There's a practice this morning at PPG Paints Arena at 11 a.m. That'll be the last full workout the team will have in advance of the season opener tomorrow against the Blackhawks. That's an 8 p.m. faceoff. It'll actually be a little bit after that. It's an ESPN game. It's the NHL debut of Connor Bedard. It's the Pittsburgh debut of Eric Carlson, it's yet another year of Sid, and Gino, and Letang, and something's missing. Something's still missing. I was at uh, the preseason game the other night against Detroit, and as I was heading up to the press box, I noticed that the Penguins were playing their soccer game, the pregame soccer game that all the hockey teams do now. In an area that was well away from their previous one. And the reason for that is there's now a, a big new club for the suite holders that displaced them. And so management, apparently not even having been aware of this, that the players used this area for soccer, because it's not really much of an area, carved out a new spot for them. And it was over by this one external garage. Well, the external garage used to be where Mario and Natalie parked. Uh, Mario would bring his vehicle right inside because you know what? If you owned the team, you would too. Okay. (laughs) And it was pretty convenient. Park right by the elevator that would take you up to where the owner's box was. And that was just given away. And that doesn't necessarily mean anything, so I don't want to make a big deal out of that in and of itself. But there remains no firm sign of whatever it would take, whatever reconciliation would be required, whatever renewed focus or enthusiasm on 66's part would be required to get him back. But he's got to come back. When the Lemieux Foundation conducted Mario's Fantasy Camp earlier in this calendar year, one bridge was crossed with the camp being held in part at PPG Paints Arena. Part of it was also in in Cranberry, but that was because of a, a usage issue at the arena. And the camp members, and of course, Mario himself, were welcomed to the arena for a game. And it's not enough. It's not enough. I'm not going to dig too deeply into this on this particular episode. But there's a financial issue that needs to be cleared up between Mario and between the Fenway Sports Group. And... That's gotta happen. I'm not gonna sit here and advocate for one or the other because I'm not familiar with the money aspects of this. For all I know, you know, one side is really right and the other is really wrong. I don't know. Honestly, I don't care. Both sides have plenty enough money where they should be able to work this out, but work it out. We are talking about a man who wasn't just everything that he was as a player, wasn't just everything that he was as the owner, Mario Lemieux is the Pittsburgh Penguins, okay, understand that much, for those of you who are a little younger and might not get that, I'm going to say it one more time, Mario Lemieux is the Pittsburgh Penguins, that place and this coming season are not going to be what they could be without Mario's presence he doesn't need to be making decisions he doesn't need to show up for boardroom meetings for whatever small percentage of the franchise he still holds or anything goofy like that needs to be seen needs to wave to the crowd whatever is required to make that happen ideally by tomorrow night how about figuring that out there's not a workaround for this not on either side fenway sports group has no choice but to do right by mario and have him back and mario has no choice in his life but to be part of the franchise that is him when we come back j1q This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code dk forty or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. Today's J1Q comes from Evan McLaren who says, Hi from Norway, DK. Wondering if you have any reaction to the news about Kevin Constantine's indefinite suspension. From the WHL, or maybe you've commented on it already and I missed it. No, you didn't miss it, Evan. I, I've been taking my time and getting to that story, meaning reading up on it as much as I can, and was distracted with you know all the regular stuff that I do. I eventually got around to it, and it took some time to find not just the Western Hockey League's announcement that Constantine was being suspended indefinitely for using derogatory, discriminatory language. That was the phrasing that they applied. But then Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News reported, and no one's taken issue with this report, that what Constantine used, in fact, was a racial slur. I don't want to sit here and jump on a soapbox and state what should be really, really, really obvious to everyone in the year 2023 that racial slurs are kind of not okay for anyone in any walk of life. But when you're talking about someone who's leading young men or young women in organized athletics, you're talking about someone who's supposed to present an actual role model. That term role model gets overused in my experience, especially as it relates to sports. Someone's a great player, so they say automatically, oh, yeah, you got to be a great role model. Well, not necessarily. You know, you're just a player. But when you're leading people, if you're the captain of the team or you're the coach of the team, that's different. You actually do have to carry and conduct yourself the way you would expect others to. Under you to do so. One more time, doubly so when it comes to youth. Now, I don't want to portray all of hockey's various problems in this capacity as being confined to Canada the reason i believe that you're hearing more about stuff that happens in canada than anywhere else is because canada still got the bulk of the feeder systems for the sport and canada's more ingrained and rooted in the foundations and maybe there's people who've been in positions of power for such a long time that old ideas, outdated ideas or just stuff like this that's always been wrong but used to be okay to say have been allowed to linger. I will say this in a general sense, because I'm not going to sit here and judge Constantine. I have no idea what he said or what he didn't say. Uh, When I dealt with him, it was a long time ago. We're talking about 25 years now, when I was covering the Penguins and he was the head coach. A lot of people had problems with him. The players were thrilled when he was gone. And there were others who thought he was just terrific because he would reward hard work and whatever else. I thought, From a professional standpoint, I had a good dealing with him. None of that has anything to do with this, okay? So I don't have anything to offer from 25 years ago where I can say, yeah, let's talk about what that might mean toward a racial slur. I have no idea. However, however, more and more between this, between the issue with the Canadian junior system, between the horrible situation in Chicago with the Blackhawks speaking of tomorrow night's visitor. With whatever Mike Babcock would occasionally think was a good idea in his bizarro coaching techniques, it's healthy for hockey to have this stuff coming out. It might feel in the moment like it hurts the game because it's bad press. It's bad publicity. It's a lot like whenever steroids hit baseball a few years ago when people started really passing judgment and people inside baseball were saying, why are we the only ones calling ourselves out on this? Why? Because you had to make the sport clean again. You had to make people believe in it again. And you have to go through some crap, public crap, to make it happen. So when I hear something like this, yeah, part of me cringes, the other part of me goes, good somebody found this out somebody reported it and somebody took action on it that's what should be happening I appreciate the question really good one I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins we will do another one tomorrow on the day of the franchise's season opener